program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, everybody out there in the radio listening land. It is tailgate time. I was Jeffrey ask Cardozo, you what day it is. Patrick Dooley. I, I couldn't remember what day it was. Yeah, middle of the week. Two more to go. And we have got a, a middle of the week kind of show for you. A lot of things to discuss. We do have to uh, discuss the Chicago Bears for a few minutes we at do. some point today. That's true. So we promised some people at the wonderful Ironwood Golf Course that we would. I was I was rooting for him the other night. Really? Monday night, yeah. Did you see where they Last actually night. put out a video Two that one of Mac Jones' or I guess it was his only interception, he was trying to throw it away and it hit the rope of the camera that hangs over the stadium? I did not see that. And then it came I, I gotta be honest, I didn't watch much of the game. And it came back down and got intercepted and it changed the game. So and then Mac Jones ended up getting well, is that benched, so to speak. Considered interference because if you hit that the scoreboard at uh, Cherry World, yeah, volleyball. Yeah, they have to bring it back. Well, if you do it at volleyball in the O Dome, you have to play it. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Right. Play as it it lies. I would aim it for that thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> aim it for the scoreboard. Ricochets off. You never know which way it's going to go. But. It would have to ricochet off the bottom, technically, yeah, in order to get to the you other side of the net. It. That's what I'm talking about. And you can never reach that thing in basketball, though. You remember the old Odom didn't have one of those center things that come down like that, like all the arenas do. No. It didn't have that. That was one of the best things they did put in. Mm-hmm. I agreed with that part of it. Yes. Some of it I don't. But it, was, it was very nice. So, of course, we'll talk some Florida football as well, 392-8255 if you would like to be a part of things today. And Florida George is on everyone's mind, including uh, everybody that we talked to this week. Yeah, I don't know. It's on their mind, but I think everybody kind of wants to look at it with one eye closed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, look, we, it's college football. So you, you the game has to be played, but, man, George is a, an elite team. There aren't too many of them. Florida certainly is not. But on this one day, all you got to do is make uh, make enough plays for 60 minutes. It's not about how you play all year. It's about how you play for 60 minutes. Well, and I, I talked to a player today. You could probably guess who it is. But I, I was asking about the season in general. And remember what I said yesterday. And this was yesterday when I said it. Now, a player says it today. Yes. So yesterday... Maybe he was listening to the show. Well, maybe. (laughs) But yesterday you told me that that's not a good way to think about it. And I was talking about how Florida was technically in every single game. And they had opportunities, if not for a little mistake here and there, or one stop here and there, 
the game could be totally different. And you said, I can't look at it that way. They're still not very good and all that kind of stuff. But this player said the same thing. And I don't know if that's because he feels that way or the coaches are describing it to the players that way. But I agree with it. And and I would think that everybody listening and, and has watched the games this year somewhat agrees with it too. Because Florida should have beat Kentucky, right? Like that that should have been one of those if Richardson doesn't have the couple of blunders there that they win that game. By the way, do you see this stat? It's crazy. I got to pull it up. I saved it just for you because you're a stat geek like me. Tennessee has scored 30 or more points in 10 straight games. Yeah. It's the longest streak in Tennessee history. Who they play this weekend? Kentucky. This weekend they have Kentucky. Okay. I would think that streak may end. Kentucky has allowed 24 or fewer points in 11 straight games. It's the longest active streak. In football. I remember there was a, a Sports Illustrated headline, and it was when Al, or, I'm sorry, Oklahoma was getting ready to play Nebraska. And it was the irresistible force meets the immovable object. That's what sounds like what we got here. I know. Because something's got to give. I like Kentucky's defense. Their defense is not their problem. I mean, they just have found ways to lose some games. But Which is crazy. How, how have you gone 11 straight games – of giving up 24 or fewer points, and you haven't won every one of those games. Because their offense is – But you're supposed to have well, the number one pick. And, again, part of their – of what Kentucky does is very must-champion. And what Will Muschamp would protect his defense by being conservative on offense and letting the clock run. And so next thing you know, the game's over, and, oh, we only lost, you know, 23 to 10, but, you know, we, we were right there. So uh, that's kind of what Kentucky – Kentucky wants to be in the game and have a chance to win the game. And, and they don't – if they got the number one pick, I'm a monkey's uncle because he isn't that good. Um, but I know, again, this goes back to the Richardson thing. But yeah, to, to me, that stat tells me that he shouldn't be the number one pick. The number one pick should score more than 24 points yeah. to win games. Yeah, and should. they don't. But he's, I, I mean, again, I think that that offense is not set up for him. It's not set up to allow him to take advantage of his skills. They want to, they want to run the ball, uh, play, do run play action. They want It's like a pro-style, old pro-style offense. In mm-hmm. other words, a pro-style back when it was Riggins running the ball, you know, or, or Marcus Allen. So, but yeah, that's a good stat. Which stat then wins? Oh, I don't. Tennessee's going to score more than 24. Well, they are. Here's the thing about, about that game, though, because, I, well, I think Tennessee will win the game and probably win comfortably. The thing about Kentucky is they, they make you play not your game. They make you play a different game. They, they play good defense. They control the ball. If you get behind, you can panic which we've seen teams do against them. In fact, I thought I think that's what a little bit would happen last week. Um, but they're going to try to win the game 24-20. I don't care who you are, you know, and that's what they're going to try to do, and we'll see if they can do it. We'll see if they can enforce their will on uh, Tennessee. Announce their presence with authority. Yep. 
All right, like Luke Lelouch did. That's right. And then he got the girl in real life. Didn't, yeah, he did. Didn't get her in the movie. He got her for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah. And that was it. All right, back to the phones. Let's get Steve to join us next. Stevie, what's up? Hey, how you doing? We're great. Um, I, you know, I heard you talking earlier about, you know, that Florida was in these games and it's just a play here and a play there. Um, when people say that, they only say it for one side. You know, they say everything considered the same except for Florida gets to change a few plays. So it just it doesn't hold any water as far as I'm concerned. You're either in the game or you're not. You can't change a few plays and not have the other team change a few plays. Yeah, so no, I, and, and, and listen, I, I mean, I obviously know who you are now, but like you and you've seen <laughs> way more football than I've ever even been a part of and, and played in big games and all these great things. But, I mean, just look, go back to the, the, the roughing the passer. If that ball's intercepted and the roughing the passer is not called, Gators can go down and tie the game. So you tell me that one play doesn't change the game? But then, then they yeah, might, the other team yeah. might have come down and scored and, and beat them. Yeah. yeah, it does change. It does change the game, Jeff. But you know, then the other team can say, you know, that one time that we did this or that, that could change the game too. So you can't just change one play for one side. Yeah, but but in cha- but in that going to be changing. In that game, though, know, in that game though, the Gators never stopped them, so they need they needed a stop. So that would have. I think at least in that situation, but I know I agree with you. I, I get that point to the other side. Maybe, yep. maybe uh, the K- Kentucky game though. I don't, I can't remember a play that Kentucky made or didn't make that then changes it for, for their side or, or, but yeah, you I, could I also know. say that Florida you know is, is you know a few plays away is, from though, being one and Jeff, six. Jeff, the deal is that, you know, like they say on any play you could call holding. Sure. You know, and so that's what I say when you say, you know, you change this one play, uh, then the other side can say, well, yeah, we, we, did, we had that holding penalty. We shouldn't have had that holding penalty. So now the other thing that I wanted to say was you said you talked to the, you know, a player and he was uh, kind of agreeing with the observation that you made earlier. And my answer to that is, of course, the player has to think that way. Every player going into a game, if they're worth their salt, thinks that they can win the game. Nobody goes in there thinking, that's why I have always have trouble with people say they got nothing to lose. Because that's BS. Yeah, I they got agree the with game, that. They got the game to lose. You know what I mean? Nobody goes into a game thinking that they can't win. Or at least if they're a good player, they don't go into a game thinking that they can't win. Yeah, and and so, I think that that's the same for, for the Gator team on Saturday. I don't think they – if any of them are going with the mindset, oh, my gosh, we're 22-point underdogs, we're going to get our asses kicked, then they've already lost. No. Yeah, I can guarantee you that they're not. No. You know, they, they just are not going into the game like that. They're definitely thinking this is a tough opponent. we got to do everything right mm-hmm. to win, but we can and that's what they're thinking. They can. I mean, I lost to Georgia fifty-one to nothing. Jeez. Um, and then Steve, we uh, are we giving tied. you the full blame for that loss. I'll, I'll tell you that yeah. they, you did change offensive and defensive coordinators a week of the game. I'll tell you how embarrassing that game was. They they had an All-American defensive end named Stanfield, 
who they brought in to play quarterback after a while. Oh, geez. That, Bill Stanford. That's, that's, that's how bad we felt about that game. I mean, just horrible. Just Steve, horrible. Steve now, I, think, I think I told you this story when we, had, we went to lunch recently, and that was that Stanfield later told me at, at a Hall of Fame, uh, I think it was Zonka's Hall of Fame uh, induction, that uh, in the fourth quarter of the game, they had the students making them drinks so they could have them on the bench. Oh wow! Like like <laughs> rum and cokes on the bench because it was, it was, it, was it was a blowout. Is that yeah, is that the worst loss definitely. you've ever been a part of, Steve? Oh oh yeah oh yeah yeah definitely the height of embarrassment. You know, <laughs> I think I got beat fifty two to ten or something by the Cowboys one time. Um, one last thing I'd like to say, yeah, and that is. Um, as a former defensive back, when I look at this team, I think one of three things. Either we don't have the bodies in the defensive, or we don't have good enough coaches in the defense, or we don't have both. Because something's up there. They just can't be making these mistakes, and they can't be this poor of an athlete. I mean... Uh, I just don't I, – I can't find an explanation for it except for the fact that it was almost the same kind of situation under Grantham. Well, and exactly right. And uh, I think that's the, the big mystery to me is we can, we can say that the, the, these guys are playing too far off the ball and they're not playing press coverage and that's, that's a coaching mistake. Or we can say that they're not going where they're supposed to go, which they don't do sometimes. Mm-hmm. We can say it's too yeah. complicated. We can say they're not very good, you know, uh, when I when I what I don't understand what I don't understand is when you have third down and three yards to go and your cornerbacks are playing ten yards deep, I mean it doesn't take a genius to figure out just throw the ball out to the guy and he's got a first down. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know I don't know what in the hell is going on there. I totally agree with you a hundred percent. Well, that. so if, if if you I mean you just said that, but if if you knew, like, why would they even put them in that position? What would be the mindset, do you think, of a D coordinator to say, hey, this is where you should line up on a play like that? I'll tell you one thing. In this, I don't know if it, it really uh, applies to the defense as much as the offense but or the head coach, but I started to see a little bit of this mullen hesitation creep in, which really, really – disappointed me when when Napier let the clock run down and did just poor clock management saying that you don't have any uh, confidence in your team where's the killer instinct where's the drive to go down and score at the end of the half what are you doing running the clock out I don't know I, I it just bothers me yeah and that's the interesting thing is that he was so aggressive in that Tennessee game and uh, and then that we've seen we don't we never know what aggression he's going to have you know whether he's yeah. going to be overly aggressive and I thought overly aggressive against Tennessee or way not as aggressive as we think they should be so it's an interesting thing we're get we're still getting to know this coach well you know that 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 when when Mullen did that and I forget what game it was but it was just you know it was to me it was a window into his psyche and to his interior stamina to have him not go for it. You know, when you got two minutes to let the go on the clock and you have the ball and you choose not to do anything with it, 
that to me is a scared coach. Yeah, I agree. I I know they're co- they're coaching scared on defense, and I don't know. I I would love to get an explanation for that. Well, let's hope it gets yeah. better. Steve, thanks for the knowledge, man. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks, guys. Take right. care. Yep, thank you. And for those that don't know who Steve was, he's got a brick out in front of the. Uh, he does new offices, and he's got a chapter offices. in my latest book. Steve Tannen, by the way, great player. Teammates with. Joe Willie. He was. Back in the day. He was buddies. You know who he's buddies with was uh, Howard Cosell? He was tight with him. Howard Cosell. Good night, everyone. Howard Cosell. <laughs> Very good. All right. We'll take a break. we got a special guest we need to say hi to. We'll be right back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jake Bauer. In hockey, the Tampa Bay Lightning are heading to California tonight to take on the Anaheim Ducks. The Lightning are 3-4 on the young season and currently sit at 7th in the Atlantic Division. Center Steven Stamkos has started the season red hot with 7 goals and 2 assists in 7 games. Catch coverage of tonight's game beginning right here at 9.30 PM. In Gator Sports, the volleyball team travels to Auburn tonight in a key midweek matchup. The Gators fell to number 14 in the country after a disappointing straight set loss to Georgia last week. Both Florida and Auburn sit at 7-2 in the SEC and are in need of a victory if they want to separate themselves from the rest of the SEC. The last time the teams met, the Gators defeated Auburn in straight sets at the O'Connell Center. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jake Bauer. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself hey gator nation it's jameel here from the mealy pop shop gainesville's home for all things sports cards collectibles memorabilia autographs pokemon funko pop comics coins and more just wanted to share with you information about our new website mealypops.com well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection of over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! 
There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Oh! Is that what's next? Yeah. Da, I got your hash pipe. Da, 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 da. Okay. Great Weezer song. Weezer, Weezer. I had... Uh, I was chanting that when I saw him in the... Uh, I made a Limp the Biscuit reference to somebody the other yeah. day. And they didn't know who Limp Biscuit was. It's not surprising. They weren't even big when they were big. Yeah. But yeah. it was just, and it's more like. I can't name one. Headbanging, grunge type of thing. Yeah. What's her most famous song? I don't know. I, I don't either. I can't tell you. But I just remember the name. I ne- Yeah, it's a great name. I always wonder what it referred to. <laughs> That's what she said. Do you call your biscuit your package? I don't call it anything. <laughs> I call it Deceased. <laughs> very true all right back to the phones let's get david to join us david what's up hey guys so what an honor it is to follow one of the greatest football players ever no doubt steve tannen was kind of a childhood uh hero of mine jeff because i was from miami and the guy would knock the snot out of him but what i really liked about him is the way he played, he was a quarterback on the defense. He was smart as hell. He found his way to, to, to the ball. He, like, led the team in in, uh, in interceptions and, and in punt returns, you know. He would do it all. He was versatile as all get out. And uh, I think he just beat himself out of a longer NFL career because he played so hard. Mm-hmm. And he was he was also uh, – he was brash. Um 
you didn't want to go to his side of the field. It looked to me. So, wow, what a great thing. And you know what? I agreed with every word he said about stuff. And he brought up the point. I'm the guy who called you and went through the time frame of the two minutes of the LSU. Correct. Yep, I remember. That's ancient history now, but he's exactly right. Now, I, I still wonder when we'll figure that out. But just like Steve, it's like, oh, this is a warning light. Billy, when you do all your micromanagement that you did after that uh, last week, I hope this, that was one of the things that has really cleared up and stuff. But, uh, but more importantly, it's Georgia week. And I know, uh, I know Coach Spurrier avenged that horrible loss that he played in in a big way because it was meaningful to him um, as well. He avenged and it 11 times. <laughs> he damn sure did, Pat, and it was glorious. And we need to find a way this Saturday to beat the curve, the vermin, the worst that there is, the, the devil. This is it. We've got to find a way. It is doable. And I hope that these guys know that they can do it because I don't believe all that stuff. And then let me just close on one other thing. We don't need to move the game from Jacksonville. As Coach Spurrier said, hey, it's played in Florida. We love it there. And we just need to get the thing back to glorious. It's a, probably chasing a, a dollar out of Jacksonville's pockets or something, and that's all okay. But the biggest reason we don't want to move it is because Kirby wants it. And if Kirby wants to move it, I don't want it. Never move the damn game. We need to beat the rotten dogs this week and find a way. Well, it'll be – I mean, they have, finding a way is a good answer to that, and they. I don't know that – it's an easy path to do that, but, but they do believe that, David. I, I, and I think you know, and and some of the other guys I've been able to talk to this week, I think they all feel pretty confident that they have the right plan. But now the execution is the question. And if you look at this Georgia defense, remember they lost everybody from last yeah. year. There's no big yeah. names left. The the D line's really not good at all. The linebackers make all the tackles, so they're the ones that you got to try to stay away from, and they're the the athletic ones on that defense. But but other than that, I don't think it's anything truly special. They just they play together, and I think that's still part of the issue that Florida's not doing. And Kirby has certainly instilled that in them. They they fly to the football. There's a bunch of dudes that know what they're doing, and you just have to execute properly. And if you do, I think you still have a chance to to counter some of the stuff that they're going to do. But that's the question: Does Florida have good enough players to be able to do that and execute what those guys are trying to tell them? I think they do, and I think we do. And I think that if they will execute, listen, and this is one of those games, as you say, they've got a plan, where the reality is, Jeff, even if we execute, it's a mark for Billy. Can Billy come up with a plan that is a winning plan with the guys he got? You know, we go through all that, our personnel. And we, got, we got athletics and athletes on our team that can play with anybody. They may not be the best in the world, but when they come together, you get a group that can come together and really want to win and have a plan to do it, it's able to be done. Uh, we'll see what kind of coach Coach Napier is this week. Well, I mean, that is the key to almost any sport, uh, playing together as a team, you know, and these guys obviously haven't done that defensively. There, There is no doubt that they, they don't know what – the left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing, and sometimes the right hand is not doing anything. So uh, they've got to they're going to have to play a, a league game. This is a team that I I don't care what they've lost. They've stacked recruiting class on recruiting class, and yeah. so what you end up with are when you when you do have a lot of guys go pro, it doesn't hurt you. Uh, 
I don't know of anybody else, maybe Ohio State, that's in the top ten in offense and defense in the country. I mean, they are a complete team. And I know they haven't played uh, a lot of great teams so far this year, but I think they're the best team in the country. I, the only, the, to me, the only team you can even make an argument for is Ohio State, and Ohio State hasn't played anybody. So, um, to me, those, that's going to be the national championship final, I think. Well, it may be, but we're going to hopefully ruin it some for them this weekend. And they're nothing but flea-ridden, loudmouth dogs, and we need to whoop them. That would be nice. Thank you, David. See you guys. Yep, appreciate it. Snag uh, Mike next. Mike, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. Well, it was good to hear Steve Cannon talk. That, to me, that's the best defensive back that ever played here. And he was the toughest defensive back that ever played here. He knew how to tackle. Go back and watch his tackling. He wrapped up and planted people. We don't have that anymore. But it's nice to hear a guy actually tell the truth about how the defense is playing. And I'm really tired of hearing it blamed on the players. Uh, players play the way they're coached. And, yes, we might not have the players, but we don't have the 134th uh, talented team in the country. We're, we're the last team in the country in total defense and third down defense. And not anymore. Right. Colorado broke, <laughs> okay. broke past them. They're now, now number I, 130, yeah. Okay, I apologize. Uh, and Steve is right. You're third and three, and you got a guy 10 yards off the line backpedaling. A coach is telling him to do that. They're playing soft on fur purpose because it's the same thing uh, Muschamp did, same thing McIlwain, play soft defense, make them have long drives, and, and then on offense, play it close to the vest. Uh, and it, it didn't work for either one of them. You're not going to win championships. You know, he came in here saying uh, scared money doesn't make money. Well, he's, he's coaching scared. He coached scared against LSU. His defense coach is scared. His offense, the offense, they're 124th in the country in uh, time between plays. They're almost the slowest team in the country, and number of plays in the country, they're 125th. You you can't win games having 20 uh, plays in a half. And when you just play, uh, fans come to see plays. They don't come to see a quarterback stand there, look to the sidelines, and stand for 20 seconds doing nothing and finally snapping the ball with five seconds left. They're running the clock on purpose. But can you... But, but, Mike, do you not see, though, that sometimes then that means the quarterback needs to be told where to go with the football because he doesn't understand what to do with it? Not for 20 seconds. And that means again, it, But it takes that much time to be able to have the coaches be able to see what defense they're <laughs> I, in and then set I, the play. Well, how like, it's, it's the first year of this offense for him, and I don't think he understands uh, it that much. So then that, next year, if he's in it, it would change uh, and be different. No, it's still the slowest deep, slowest offense. They're running plays slow on purpose. It, it doesn't take that long to get a play called in. Jeff, we should get to stop blaming players. You know, we don't blame coaches until the coach left. I'm 100% behind Napier. Everything he's done off the field has been unbelievable. But the product he's putting on the field is not good, and I don't see any changes on defense at all. You're not going to play defense in this conference playing scared and playing right, so, way off. But, but when, when you say you love Napier, but it's not yeah. the coach's fault, then... No, it is the coach's fault. Right, so, so then you, so the, right, so then you hate Napier and you, you think that no, the, the players no, no. need to stay. No, I think Napier off the field has been outstanding. On the field, his plan to win obviously is not working on defense. And his plan to win on offense, just standing around running clock, 
is players, uh, fans don't play their hard earned money to watch somebody just stand there. Okay, Come well, on, run some plays, be yeah, aggressive. They're second in the country in yards per carry. Yeah, but when you only carry the ball 10 times a game, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you're, you're putting it out of stat. Still, a guy averaged seven yards a carry. If he only carries it four times, that's 28 yards. It's just, and I talked to Coach Spurrier on Tuesday. He agreed with me. He said they need to get plays in faster. I, I agree. I, I agree with that. But you also but have to understand that you may not have a guy that can do oh. that. Well, he's been here for two years. You've coached him for 10 months. Stop blaming the players. Okay. If he can't, doesn't know the plays after this long, he's been coached poorly. Players play the way they're coached. Let's put the blame so, on So, you're basically saying you want to fire Billy Napier. Yeah, because he doesn't no, know how to coach. No, exactly you do. Opposite. No, that's exactly the But you're saying he doesn't know how to coach. No, you're saying he's a I, terrible no, coach. I didn't say that. I said he needs to change his philosophy. <laughs> does he, right, does so he his philosophy, his philosophy is not good then. Listen to me instead of just putting out red No, I, I am listening. I love Napier. No, I love Napier. I want him to stay here. I hope he's here for years. But what he's doing on defense isn't working. What he's doing on offense sure. is But he's working. not the defensive coordinator. I don't but he's the head coach. What what they're doing right now is not working. Okay, and, and, and I, I do he, think I, does, I think they I are hamstrung by players that aren't very good. <laughs> yes. You can't say that yeah. these players are good, they're just being coached poorly. But, listen, when they've been bad for three years. It's been the yeah, three the problem. worst well defenses in the history of the program yeah. the last They weren't coached well the last two years either. But you expect some improvement, not to get worse. And listen to Tannen. He knows there's a problem, and it's the coaching. It's not just the players. Well, it's not just the players. I agree with you. No, it's not. I think it's both, though. I have thanked you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The coaches are not doing a good job right now on offense and defense. It's too slow on offense, and defense has just been unbelievably bad. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. So they got to make some changes. I do agree with that. Make some changes. That's all we're asking. And I think they will. And we'll hopefully see that on Saturday. It's on every down if they lose 50. To Thank you, Mike. Good stuff. Appreciate it. That'd be Why cool. not? Just blitz every down. See what happens. And if you get beat, you get beat. Rattle that's how, get, If you play the way. If that's Florida, how Missouri got to them. If Florida plays the same defensive philosophy they did against LSU, they will get destroyed in this game. Correct. Right? So if you go with that premise – then you might as well try something wild. Yeah, and I would think that that's what they do. Maybe like uh, have a, a a drone that comes in and like puts napalm on the Georgia player, something like that. Or you just do what they did in Revenge of the Nerds and put yes hot stuff in their jocks. Yes, you could. <laughs> or they could put it in your jock and you'll be hopping around the press box. <laughs> How archaic is that now when you think about that? Well, now they put it on their ears, right? The pitchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they can get focused. Yeah. What it's all about. All right, we need a break, so we'll knock that out. Come back. More conversation next here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. 
Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because... Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Scattered shower should continue to press east as a cold front moves through our area. The cold front isn't necessarily going to change our temperatures too much, but it is certainly going to drop the humidity levels down just a little bit by Thursday and Friday. In the meantime, lows tonight fall into the upper 50s to near 60. We'll see highs tomorrow in the low and possibly even mid-80s with a bit more sunshine. We'll hold on to that sunshine through Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> We're not sitting here with a bunch of 40-plus career three-point shooting guys. Sometimes it's worse when you think you're a good shooter and you know they're letting you shoot. So then in your mind, you're going, wait, do they know something that I don't know? Hard to argue with LeBron. They were 10 for 40 as a team from three-pointers. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, back at it. 
Dolz and Dozo here with you as we jump right back to the phones. Lots of good calls so far. Let's keep it going with Adam. Hey, dude, what's up? Hey, guys. Hot show so far, man. Uh, really appreciate y'all having Steve Tannen on, man. That was incredible. Very refreshing, man, his defensive perspective, huh? No doubt. Yeah. I uh, appreciate how he brought up that clock management, too, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to... I, I, I'm not here to attack, you know, Billy Napier and his staff. I mean, there's so many dynamics that are involved, you know, with bringing a new scheme to a team, to bringing the discipline issues, which has in, in, uh, improved incredibly with the amount of penalties that we've gotten. Um, I mean, a lot of things have improved, the recruiting across the board. So, you know, we can't just bash, 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 and think we all know the answer, right? So, I mean, there, there's a lot of positive things going on. So we got to remember that, man. And uh, I, I, I think that's important as well. What do you think? No. Sorry, my mic wasn't on. No, uh, I, I think that's totally true. And I, I you know, uh, I, I'm just confused by what the previous caller was talking about because he loves Billy Napier and wants him to be here forever. He just doesn't think he can coach. <laughs> No, he he's making what seven million a year for a reason, and he was brought here for you know for a reason, and 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 we believe him as Gator Nation. I do as well. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I played both sides of the ball. I played uh, tight end, wide receiver. I also played cornerback. Um, and the spacing has to change. And let me just ask you an elementary question, just to bring it down, down to the right level, right? Which side of the ball on Florida's team is better? Offense. Pat? Yeah, there's no doubt. Okay. So which which side of the team would you rather have the ball in control of everything that's going on? Offense. offense. So offense. you want to slow the game down on the offensive side. And no, I know No sir, no 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 sir. What I'm saying is is did you both answer the question and I totally agree. Um we are putting up points. Anthony Richardson is coming to his own. He's learning a new scheme as well. We've got a great running game. So that is the most powerful side of our team. And the special teams have been coming on lately, too. you got to remember that as well. So here's my thing. Decrease the spacing. Play bump and run. If you get beat, especially by these high-powered offenses that we've been playing, you get beat. Then you get the ball back and you get control back of the ball. I'm not saying just give up a freaking uh, stop and go for 30, 40 yards for a touchdown every time. But play bump and run, knock them off their routes, pass it off to a safety. Hey, if you got a court, make the quarterback beat you, right? In in worst-case scenario, I mean, why why let the clock drag out to watch an offense just, you know, like LSU did with the quick game all the way down the, the field and take up seven, eight minutes of the time that the offense could be possessing the ball? And I'm not saying I know all the answers, but to me that would be a solution, and and I'm hoping that they'll do that. I'm not saying blitz every every down either. I mean, you know, Gervon Dexter is coming on. Jason Marshall was a lockdown corner last year. Let him play man. Uh, uh, Jaden Hill, he's just coming off that injury. He's getting better as well. He, I mean, these guys. Avery Helm played better in the LSU game. We got a defense. We've got a defense, but you can't give that much spacing. I don't care if it's third and three or third and 15. You have to close those gaps. Yeah. Play uh, Adam, I, I, I mean, I think everybody completely agrees with that. I mean, look, at, just turn on a, a game on a Sunday, 
and that doesn't happen. But, and obviously, those are better athletes, but that's what happens at the next level. So I, I still don't understand it either, and I, I think they will make some adjustments, and obviously we can't talk to Patrick Tony or Corey Raymond or any of those guys to, to ask them why they do that or what the theory is and what the philosophy is. But we'll see if it changes. But I, I think, you know, again, those those guys, though, are still good coaches. It it, it still doesn't sit here. And I, and I can't say, wow, they're just – they're purposely telling them to play 15 yards off the ball when it's third and 13. And, like, there's got to be a concept or what – something that they feel is going to work or they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I, I, I can't say either, Jeff. I, I don't know. But like I said in the, in, when I first started talking with you guys today, there's a lot of dynamics involved. There's a lot of guys that are coming on that are that are learning this new scheme. And I think that this coaching staff is going to – I don't think – I know they're going to put it together. But, you know, so I, I think we're going to do well. I, I think there's a lot of really good players on our team. Now, they're not, you know, you know elite, elite top number one – players in the country but they're not no joke either you know what i mean so give them a chance to bump and run play play smash mouth football and if you get beat over the top hell give the ball back to the offense let us play ball you know what i mean go gators let's beat georgia thanks guys all right adam thank you appreciate that so snag david next before we knock out our final break hey david hey guys appreciate taking my call yeah um, yeah, the the one couple callers ago, the one guy I disagree. Actually, I disagree with pretty much all of them. Um, the he was talking about how we have the athletes to play with anybody in the country, which is totally untrue. Correct. We don't. We do not. And that is that is the major problem. Okay. Now, do we need to try to do something different on defense? I think so. I, I, but I, I understand why they're playing the defense they're playing because if you go play bump and run coverage. You have to have be able to get to the quarterback, uh, because, uh, and we can't do that with our front seven. We just don't know, we we just don't have the players to do it right now. Uh, so, but I still think they do need to try something different. And then, but you know, till he we get the players, you know, it is what it is. And, and Georgia, I don't know how many. I think last year they had like twenty five stars. They had more five star players than, than anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think they have fifteen talent. on their roster right now. Yeah. There's a huge talent disparity between the two teams, so it's David against Goliath at this point. And um, and as far as the you know the time management, did you guys listen to his press conference? When some people asked him the question, somebody asked him the question about that. Did you hear his answer about the two minute? Everybody, because the one that everybody's talking about, the two minutes left in the half. Yeah, I did hear. It. <laughs> to me, to me, his answer basically said he didn't. He doesn't trust his quarterback. Um, yeah, that's he, pretty much he, what it was. Yeah, they had two, he goes, they had two timeouts left, and the last thing we want to do is give the ball back to them. <laughs> you know, so uh, well, and, and yeah, that again that, answers the the question about why they're running the offense so slow. Like it wasn't like that with Kyle Trask because he knew what he was doing, and obviously it's a different coach. But like you don't have to sit there and go to the line and look to the left every time or look to the right and get the play. But that's what Florida has to do because some you, you probably don't have a quarterback right now that understands everything or where to go with the football, and they just want to make sure it's on the right page. That trust is such a big part of things. If you watch Napier's offense last year and a quarterback that he's had under the system for several years, like that's not the way it is. Yep. So it's not like Napier's trying to run that offense like that. He just feels that in order to be the most successful, they've got to 
be able to have, especially They're if you play into their strengths. And look at the Kentucky yeah. game. They they allowed him, Anthony Richardson, to check off from a run play to that pass, and he throws the interception at the goal line. Yep. So yep. and so now you're at the point where okay, well we can't do that anymore. We've got right. to basically call the play, and this we want to see what's what's going to happen and make it work that way. I think that's what yep. people don't understand. No, and Trask, you know, he was exceptional at you know processing things very quickly, and you know, and I just I don't think that's the case with Anthony right now. So. Um, yeah, and it's you know, not saying I mean, that, it, it won't eventually, but as Napier you know. pointed out a gazillion times, this is a guy that last year only completed 30-something passes. 38. Right, yep. So, you know, I, I think you got to tr- uh, trust Napier. <laughs> do. That's the bottom line, you know. He's, I mean, he's doing what he thinks he needs to do, and he's not going to ch- – yeah, they're saying they have to. He's got to change his process or whatever. He's not going to do that. Okay. Nope. He he's got a plan that he knows will work once he has the right players to run his system. So, you know, until then, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. So, he's got to give time. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, Kelly, he's known Jim, he's known that he had a uh, there was a real problem with the roster from the day he walked in and started evaluating players. This is no big surprise to him that all of a sudden he did. Than that players, I think he didn't. He th- I think he thought Richardson was better than he is. Yeah. Uh, but I think for the most part, the rest of those guys, he knows what he's got, and they're just trying to make the best out of it. They're trying to coach to their strengths and away from their weaknesses. But look, they're we- coaching away from their weaknesses, which they may be doing with the secondary playing so deep because they can't get a pass rush, isn't working. That's clearly it's not working. Yeah. Try some. You got to try something different. Let me ask you this question: If 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 uh, Florida would hire, because I think some people, some fans wanted to hire Chip Kelly. Okay, well, Florida <laughs> back when they hired Mullet. Yeah, back when they hired Mullet. So he he went three wins, four wins, and three wins over a three year period. Would he have lasted at Florida? I don't know, that, but that's the reason he didn't want the job because yeah, he he didn't want to be he didn't want to deal God with in this place. Yeah, he said he want, didn't want to yeah. be the governor of Florida. Yeah, didn't want to be. A, I right. mean, uh, if we're ripping Napier, you know, uh, in his first season and he's got four wins in eight games, I mean, I just think Lord knows what would happen if uh, Chip Kelly was winning three games every year for yeah. three years. <laughs> Very <laughs> so, true. Anyway, guys. All right, David. Th- thank you, man. Appreciate it. We got to get a final break. We'll do it. Come back and wrap up the first hour here on WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jake Bauer. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning are taking on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. The Lightning are coming off of a 4-2 defeat to the Kings last night. Meanwhile, the Ducks come into tonight's game on a five-game losing streak. Center Steven Stamkos has notched seven goals and two assists in just seven games this season. Catch coverage of tonight's game beginning right here at 9.30 p.m. In Gator Sports, the volleyball team is traveling to Alabama to take on the Auburn Tigers. Auburn and Florida both sit atop the SEC rankings, and the winner will take the conference lead. Last time out, Florida suffered a disappointing straight-set loss to Georgia at the O'Connell Center. Meanwhile, Auburn won in four sets last time out against Tennessee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jake Bauer. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Nothing runs like a... Nothing runs like a... Uh, I need a Kubota. Get into Florida Coast Equipment today. Your Florida Kubota dealer. We have equipment you can depend on. And people you can trust. We have the best deals in the state on Kubota tractors, Kubota mowers, Kubota utility vehicles, and Kubota construction equipment. Our family has been Florida's premier Kubota dealership for over 30 years. So whether you're buying, renting, or simply need your Kubota service, come into any of our 10 Florida locations. Equipment you can depend on. And a price you'll love. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. International Diamond Center's incredible semi-annual store-wide sale is coming. November 4th, 5th, and 6th. A three-day $60 million event. Extra savings store-wide. Plus 36 months zero interest financing. Get that $2,000 Diamond Eternity Band and pay just $56 a month. Getting engaged? Upgrading or diamond? Looking for that perfect gift? You can't miss this. Best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Plus zero interest financing. November 4th, 5th, and 6th at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Sparcy with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we're almost out of time here in the first hour of two. No show on Friday. Jeff will be over there with baseball. What? Baseball. You're doing baseball. baseball. Yeah, scrimmaging every day this week to get ready for it. So, Bill, if you don't mind holding through the break, we'll get you on uh, first thing, uh, hour number two, give you more than uh, a minute. Make it good. But, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. See, uh, and then the Gators play Stetson a week later. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. It might be Stetson. It but is weird how, like... Softball's got a game tonight. I know, that everybody's playing, all, you know, like, basketball. Played Miami on uh, um, over the weekend. And it's supposed to be a secret. It's a secret, though, you know. Yeah. All they can tell you is Miami was in town. Mm-hmm. 
They did show, and they it's funny because they did put out a video of some of the plays, but of course, only the ones that Florida did good at. Apparently, they were they was they did good. I mean, it's that that's a top twenty-five team right there. They're playing. Wacy Reeves apparently having a really big camp. Talked to Todd Golden yesterday. He was good. He cut his hair. Yeah, I think so. Not all, but he left some of it up. In a man bun. I don't know. I mean, it's it's still flopping. Okay. I don't know. I didn't really see him personally. I did see Jatobo. You could put your hair in a man bun right now. Jatobo walked by me, and I'm just like, I forgot. You're gigantic. I mean, it's it's amazing how big he is. And it, that's one of the things that uh, he talked about. And hour two is going to be big as well. So let's step aside and get it. That's next here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gattles got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool or remodel that kitchen or maybe even take a dream vacation. Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit RadiantCU.org HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Okay, welcome back to the second hour of a Wednesday show. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Uh, of course, the Wednesday, uh, second hour is always brought to you by Melden Law. They won't back down. Yeah, neither did the callers in hour number one. Good stuff. Plenty of uh, things to talk about. and Sounds like people are uh, getting a little ready for what's going to happen on Saturday. They're getting a little salty. Is that what you're saying? A little salty? A little salty. Yeah. Salted nuts are better than regular nuts. I, yeah, I I didn't even want to go there. All right, we promised Bill we'd be quick. <laughs> Pat's used to that, so let's do it. Bill, what's up? Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Um, I tell you, what, I think I'm one of uh, of of many Gator fans that think that Napier is just at a different level at just about everything that he does, whether it's recruiting or whether it's strategy. Uh, whether it's relations with uh, with fans, he just seems to be at a different level. And I, I just think people like the caller. I don't. I think it was Michael or somebody was lamenting the fact that we're 131 in the country in third down defense. Yeah, that's a problem. But he goes and he goes on to say that he doesn't understand why we're what is it 124th in uh, in the in the amount of time that it takes to get a playoff. This, do you not get what's going on here? Yeah. Do you not get? Do you not get that? He's, how many times has you? They don't want that defense on the football? field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, LSU scores on us the first seven possessions. You know, are, are we going to get up there and 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 you know, 
try to snap the ball over 15 or 20 seconds, I think that would be one of the worst things you could do. Yeah, but that's what the people pay for. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. Well, you know what? I tell you, they pay to win. Yeah, I tell you what I pay. And I love Spurrier. I loved his style of football. Scored a lot of points. It was a finesse game. It was a little guy's game. It was the quarterback hitting the the hundred and eighty pound receivers. I personally love to see the guys bang around at the line of scrimmage. I love the Charlie Pell style. That's personally what I like to watch. So when I hear somebody say this is boring, I'm like, come on now, it ain't boring for everybody. You know, when you got a when you got a team that can line up and get that third and two, get that third and three, and they don't have to they don't have to throw it to get it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, no, I mean, look, everybody's got what the kind of offense they like. You know what? Offense is the, mo- the favorite of everybody in the world. The offense that works. The and offense that works. And you know what's a great defense? The defense that stops people. But people love that defense. Well, I just want to say one other thing. Um, it, you know, and this was this goes back to the days of Spurrier when he would be asked, asked for a football game. Yeah, you know, you scored 45 or you scored 52 points. But the team that you played led in time of possession. You know, and he and I can remember him saying more than what you know, stats are for losers. Okay, yeah, the reason uh, you know it's all about who ends up with the most points at the end of the game. That's the only stat that he was interested in. You know, someone that might average twenty-one points a game and scored thirty-five on Florida, but they turned it over three times that led to us scoring three more touchdowns. You know, the stats didn't matter. It was who won the game. And I think that's the way everybody thinks. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, like I always be. say, win by one. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, and Bill, I, yeah. I completely agree with that. I think a lot of the things that he's doing, and even you know, as much as I get to be around him kind of behind the scenes, the way that he talks to the players, I, I think he understands that they have a, a very tough task ahead of them. And he tried very, very hard to come in here and – you know, try to say, okay, man, we're going to do our thing. But I think he realized all the deficiencies of what this roster was. And I know the one thing he did tell everybody that came out was our first team's pretty good, but everybody else is not so good. And I think he, he always talks, I think the great part about him, he always says, we need to coach better. We need to put these guys in better situations. We need to do this better and all that, which, which I agree with, but I also yeah. think that's also him making sure that everybody knows that you know we we will get to that point. We are pretty good coaches, and this remember this staff and everybody and the accolades that they have and the places that they've been are pretty damn good. I mean, you've had guys at the the NFL level and the highest of the SEC level, so they know what they're doing, and they just have to have the right players. And and again, nobody thinks about. What what the Chip Kelly call we had earlier and the the struggles he had for three years and all of a sudden they're they're pretty good but look at Kirby and look at Saban in year one at least in those yeah. places and look at what those programs turned into. Yeah, no, exactly. And going back going back to to, to, to Billy and it, it's difficult to find a coach that I think anyway that that is that is one the way that he's won so far. And, again, you just can't count this year. I mean, he's got in there. I mean, we got one-score games with Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, and look at how Tennessee has turned out. Um, you know, long before he ever was on the radar, well, for a lot of Gator fans, I mean, he was a betters uh, go-to uh, yep. last year at Louisiana because of how close he kept ball games. I mean, he came on the radar 
for some Florida betters, you know, long before he did some others, just because they were putting money on Louisiana because he could always seem to keep a game close, although being a big underdog. But one of the things that that um, that I find so um, that I like so much about him, and I think a lot of people do, is just not how good of a coach he is, but how humble he is. You know, he writes this letter when when recruiting was not going that well over the summer. He writes a letter. He write how many coaches are going to do that? And basically, it says fans hold tight. You know, we're this is he didn't he didn't try to embarrass anybody. Didn't make um, excuses. Uh, he said, look, we're doing the best we can here, and we promise you we're going to continue to work every day. You know, and I don't know. That speaks a lot to me, uh, the fact that, that you know that, that he is, you know, out of 50 or 60 plays in a game, you know, we've got people in here that are, that are at, you know, complaining about one or two plays, you know, but in an overall body of work, you look at his strategy, look at his recruiting, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't know who, who else you'd want at this school right now. I totally agree, uh, but there is going to come a point where he's got to win a lot more games. I mean, we all know that. And no, sure. no matter no Absolutely. matter whether he's doing things the right way, look, Will Muschamp did things the right way, mm-hmm. but he couldn't win. He couldn't win the right way. I mean, he just couldn't win enough games, and he sacrificed offense for defense, and it, it made boring. Uh, not only were they losing, but they were boring to watch as well. So, yeah. uh, But, I mean – he, eventually, he's going to get to a point where you know he's going to have to get nine to nine or ten, and then he's going to have to get to ten or eleven, or people are not going to be happy with him. But he knows that, and he and and he's in this thing. He's trying yeah, he to wants win that more than this anything. game. He's trying to yeah. win this game with the Absolutely. players he thinks are the best with the strategy he thinks is the best one, not the one that'll be great in two years, but what he yes. thinks is it's going to work today. Yeah, with these players. Yes. Well, Pat. With that being said. Okay, who put us on the map? Who put the Gators on the map? That was the early 80s. Charlie Pell, and what was his first season? What did he do? He lost 10 games his first season. You know, and three years later, he's got an SEC championship caliber team. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I just think we've got to be a little more patient than seven games into the first year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look, I, I, look people are – this is why we we love our audiences and we love all the Gator fans and, and how great they are. I mean, when we go today, I'm sitting there having lunch and we talked a lot of football with a lot of different people because they want to, they want to talk about it. Um, yeah. And they have opinions about it. And that's it's all well and good. It's just well, I get a little upset when people want you know, people fired and, you know, get yeah. somebody else in there. We got to do something else, you know. So yeah. Not yet. No. Need need the time. Great. We'll tell you when they well, need to get fired. It. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> enjoyed it, fellas. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, even Grant Holloway came in. He, you just missed him at the golf course. Came in like an hour before you, and he was even talking football. So was he? It's, it's a it's a thing, but he said the same thing. Patience. It's a virtue. It's like my grandma used to tell me. She also said I was redheaded and I look good in green. So I try to wear green every now and then so I can look good for you, Dules. Was she blind? <laughs> she had red hair, too, so she knows what she's talking about. I don't know, man. Um, I did want to make an announcement. I just The story just broke, and I, I knew he was in bad shape. But uh, Joe Biddle passed away today at the age of 78, and many of you know who he is, national banner for a long time. 
uh, one of my best friends um, when we were both covering the NFL. He was with the uh, at Daytona as well. He wrote for the Daytona News Journal, a columnist there, and is famous, probably most famous, for having a play named after him by Steve Spurrier. Middle over the middle. That was the play that Ernie Mills caught against Alabama on that, that deep post. Um, and he was very good friends with, with Coach uh, as well. But uh, I knew he was in bad shape. He suffered from dementia. And uh, a couple of years ago, somebody, you know, they asked me to give some money to help defray costs, and I, and I sent him some money. But um, uh, just one of the greatest guys in the world. I, I, I love that man. He was, he was part of the – he was part of the, like I like to call them not the old timers because they were younger than the old time. The old timers that were the Skywriters guys, mm-hmm. but this was another group of people like me and Joe Biddle and uh, uh, Ron Higgins and guys like that. That 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 was the next generation of guys, and um, unfortunately, we'll probably see a lot of them go in the next ten ten years or so because we're all getting old. Hopefully, I'll be around. I would think so. Hopefully I'll be around and still doing this radio show. Hopefully so. Larry joins us next. Hey, Larry. Lawrence. Larry. 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 Chip. There you are. You mean Byron? Sure. We'll take you. Hey, Byron. Yeah, I... I told the I told the young lady Byron. I don't know if she got Larry written down. No, there's there another not. Larry. There's another Larry that for some reason we can't get to hook up with us. Well, I'm glad you can get hooked up with me sometimes, even though I'm sure sometimes fetch you wish you couldn't. Yeah, but that's and that's another story. Pat likes to hook up. I like I, I like to that. have it. I like to be an equal opportunity guy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my condolences also to the Vittle family back in the days when I used to read the Ocala Star Banner. Actually, before I started reading the Gainesville Sun and some guy named Pat Dooley, I used to enjoy Biddle's columns and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't read the newspapers much anymore. You can't get the Ocala Star Banner. I think I've mentioned this before. You can't get it down here in Publix anymore. They stopped selling it. So I'd have to live in Gainesville in order to read anything out of the uh, the Gainesville Sun, unfortunately. But uh, What, what you know, do I say about that, Jeff? Yeah. You don't care. Not my problem. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not your problem anymore. You're not there. Let the people over at the uh, Gainesville, the GS, worry about that sort of situation. Exactly. Besides, the local newspapers are dying out because everybody's going on online. So, anyway, Pat, you want to know, I'm sitting here at home on the couch. If you need any sound effects background, I'll be glad to turn on SiriusXM for you. You know? Uh no, I think we're just going to stick with WRUF. <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay, so the only time I can listen to WRUF sound effects is when they play some of the good bump music. You know? Yep. Anyway. Well, speaking of football, I think that's actually what I call. Uh, I am getting excited about the game. And as I always do, about the middle of the week, I start, I start to think in my head, well, of course they've got a chance. Yeah, probably they don't, but I'm pretty sure we're going to keep this game under the spread. If I were a gambler, I would probably take the Gators 21 points, but I'm not a gambler. At least I'm not right now. So I'm getting excited. Okay. I, I, I'm. What? 
Am I breaking up? Yeah, a little I, bit. we kind of lost you there for a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I should talk to you when I'm on the... On the, on the road, heading to, on the road, heading back to Publix. Publix yeah. I should be back in the car in front of Publix and they should be able to pick me up. Make it work. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Florida should hold it under the, the spread. And if I was a betting man, that's what I would say. But then it could also go haywire, too. If the, if the defense doesn't improve oh. and they're scoring at will, then obviously it'll get out of control. So you, But I just – I think with the bye week and everything else that's going on and those guys – being able to step back don't and forget they had a bye week too. No, I know. No, but what are they going to see on? They don't want to change anything. Yeah, what are they going to see on film? Oh, well, the Gators no. can't play defense. Yeah, so. and obviously Florida has to change, or it's not going to get any There's better. Still so. a lot of ten yard curls. There'll be some new plays incorporated. I can guarantee you that. Can um, using for the dumb question, but can uh, Anthony Richards? He runs the the uh, is just the run option, pitch back. Thing kind of thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the re- the regular option. Oh, the option, yeah. option. No, like the regular option where you've got the tailback trailing you, and he looks like he's going to run, and he's covered, and then he pitches back to the trailing back. You know, like uh, Johnson or somebody. Yeah, they got a play. They got a play like that. Yeah, yeah, you because know, I don't think they use it very much. No, usually if you get Anthony, most Richardson of what they out, what most of what they run is is read option where you're. Stick it in the guy's yeah. belly, and you either pull it or you. Right. Yeah, I've heard you talking about that before. Well, I wanted to give you a call today because I know if I try on Friday, there's no way I'm going to get through. Well, you're right because there's not a show on Friday. Well, it's a good thing I called it, Jeff. Thank there you it very is. Much. All right. Thank you, Byron. <laughs> Have a good weekend, yep. guys. Appreciate it. Need a break? We'll get it and come back and keep things rolling. You're listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Meg Matthews. Tonight, Gator Volleyball will take on rival Auburn. The Gators are currently ranked number two in the SEC and looking to take over Auburn's number one spot. In hockey, the Tampa Bay Lightning will play the Anaheim Ducks tonight. After the Bolts 4-2 loss last night against the LA Kings, they are looking to bring home a win. Tune in for live coverage of the game starting at 9.30 p.m. Tomorrow, Gators soccer will take on Texas A&M. This will be the first time since 2020 that these two will compete. The Gators are looking to reclaim their victory after their loss during that game. Tune in for live coverage of the game at 5.50 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Meg Matthews. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. 
No jobs too small, they do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. 2022 has been a hell of a ride so far, but it's finally football season again and time to get the party started. While everything else seems to be in a constant state of change, at Leonardo's Millhopper, we're still serving pies, garlic knots, and salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Come on in with your family and friends to relive good times and create new memories at Gainesville's iconic pizza destination. Follow us on Instagram for the sexy food pics, and as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. Hey, Jeff. Yo! I'm back, baby! Well, folks, football season snuck up on us, and we're right in the middle of all the action. So if you weren't ready, well, that's on you. Don't let that happen when it comes to Christmas time. It's time to start thinking about getting that special somebody a unique gift that they'll remember forever. And the first place you should think of when doing that is Oaks Jewelry. Let their amazing staff put together something unique that'll score you more points than the orange and blue do on the football field. Whether it's a Christmas proposal, a necklace from mom with all the kids' birthstones, or anything in between, there is no place that'll treat you better than Oaks Jewelry, so stop in today. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. Join me every Monday evening at 6 for Gator Talk, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. Got about 36 minutes left in the show, 35 minutes left in the show. Let's uh, go to the phones, and I think Lee is up next, right? That he is. Hey, Lee. Pat Dooley. Yo. How's it, how's it going, fellas? It's good. Um, one of the things that I think uh, we're discounting in this conversation about being patient with Napier and like, is this going to work? And is it, is it coaching? Is it players? It, just the conversation. One thing we're not taking into consideration here is that Gator fans have PTSD right now, really bad. <laughs> They've been told for 12 years now, it's going to work. Be patient. I've heard all these same conversations over and over and over again, especially during year one of Muschamp, year one of McIlwain, year one of Mullen. We all kind of said the same stuff. It was like we could make all the reasons why the cupboard was bare and why this system was going to get figured out and maybe we should change a coordinator. And then year two, still similar conversations. By year three, half the fans wanted the guy fired. 
local media was often saying things like, you guys aren't at practice, you, you don't really know. And then after the guy was fired, then we started like having some honesty about like, yeah, we kind of knew he wasn't recruiting. We knew this thing wasn't going to work, but he was a good dude. So now here we are in year one, we're having the same conversations again. And I think Gator fans are having a difficult time going, you know what, I really trust what the people closest to the program and the coaches are telling me that this thing is going to work. And and I do think it's going to work personally. I think that this is we're, what we're watching on offense and defense is not what this is intended to look like three or four years from now. But I think that's sort of the problem. This big rift in Gator Nation is that they've heard this over and over and over again. So now how do you know that, oh, you know, this this isn't the, you know, the Gator – cries wolf here you know how do you know that this time jeff cordozo and pat dooley they really have their finger on the pulse this time this coaching staff really knows this is going to be different than the last three times i think that's what's not being taken into consideration well and i don't think we really do know to be honest with you i mean all we can do is watch games and make our observations jeff's closer to it than i am because he does interviews at you know, after the game and stuff like that, and he's down in, in the in the locker room. Um, but I mean, you know, we nobody was saying, "Man, they need to fire Dan Mullen after year three. They were pretty happy with him, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, yeah, but true. I mean, it was just kind of. But I do think there is some PTSD from coaches letting down Florida fans. I mean, everybody loved Will Muschamp, but he let the fans down by losing like to Georgia Southern and then the way they lost those, some of those games his final year. Um, there were some people that really liked Jim McElwain. In fact, uh, Jeff is one of them, and I actually liked him too whenever I dealt with him on, off, off, uh, away from a press conference, but he didn't give, give good press conference. He was terrible at it, and then a, a lot of other things that came up uh, there were reasons to let him yeah, go. And then Dan takes you to three New Year's Six games, yeah. and it's, it's high hope. But, Lee, I, I think you know, to answer at least from where I can – again, I, you don't know, but out of every coach that I've been around now, and this is – gosh, this has been since Urban, kind of getting to be the role that I am, this is the the best that I've seen on building it the way like it, it asked for this day and age. And when you look at the successes of other programs – like it's now being done the right way and his ability to bring in all these staff members and now the the care about the recruiting uh obviously the facility is is gotten done so he's got the the advantage when it comes to that but i just think that the way that he now is the is the ceo and just has his grasp on everything i haven't seen a coach in all this time just have a knowledge about every little thing and have the attention to detail that he's been able to do. I think there's always been chinks in the armor in different things. So I think that's why at least my hope is that it's got to be successful because if it's not, then I don't know what can be successful because he's doing everything the right way. I I agree with you, Jeff. I think that like we're seeing that like the attention to details there. I think the one thing that could be a little bit of an undoing, um, right now, this is not what the defense is intended to look like. They're super thin. They, they're, 
to me, I agree with Pat. I think what I would do is run tighter man coverage, pick one defense and run it. Right now they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. They're trying to protect the players from themselves schematically by running soft zone, and it's not working. So, But I think eventually they want this to look like Georgia, disguise blitzes, man coverage. And on offense – this is to, to say that this is like slowing it down on purpose, like Muschamp was, is awfully reductionist. That's not what this offense is intended to look like. Mm-hmm. If you look at the growth in Napier's offense, the the one concern I have, and he says he takes a red pin to everything during the offseason, the concern I have looking at his Louisiana offenses and look at what he's doing so far is the commitment to 12 personnel and the two wide receiver combos. They're not running man beaters. They're not doing a lot of like super modern stuff. Now the, the run game he's calling is like next level. It's like Kyle Shanahan style zone blocking run game, but, but he's going to have to get more creative in the pass game. And you know, you can say that it's wide receivers. You can say that maybe it's, you know, our quarterback isn't consistently accurate, but even at Louisiana, he had a little bit of a reluctance to have three wide receivers doing some creative things yep. all at once. And 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 you're going to have to, to beat Tennessee and to beat some of these other schools. And and so that's the one thing that I am concerned about is what undid the last few coaches was a stubbornness and a reluctance and an unwillingness to shift once something was not working. And, and so he says he takes a red pen during the offseason. I want to see what you guys think about Will he take a look at this and go, okay, you know what? I came in thinking this, but now I'm in the SEC. I'm going to have to do this differently, and I'll hang up and listen. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, I mean, look, he's been in the SEC before. It's not like this is a big surprise to him. But um, I think that – I maybe think that he has had to adjust what he wants to do because of his personnel. I don't think there's any – Question about that, but offensively, they, you know, the personnel is not as bad as I think maybe we thought. And then, but then again, we get into the whole Anthony thing where it's been a roller coaster. And uh, but you know, they'll get to a point where they get they have good enough players in here they can run whatever offense they want to run. You know, but in the yeah, plays and, they want to run. The, and I obviously I think that's predicated a little bit on the quarterback being able to do some different things. But, Lee, I do agree with you. I, I think when you look at now this day and age and what Tennessee's done, certainly when Saban understood that, man, I need to have an offense that actually runs a bunch of routes and how he changed his recruiting and started getting all those people. What was that, a 9-6 to six national title game? And then after yeah. that, he, I think he understood that, you know, hey, now every one of his quarterbacks were up for the Heisman every single year after that. So – I think Napier will probably get to that point too. And if they get the type of receivers that they're trying to get, then maybe that is the option. Maybe he doesn't think he can do that right now. But if he did it again at Louisiana, then I I guess he he didn't need to do that as much at Louisiana because he had such a good run game and they were winning games and that's the way he was going about it. But if it continues to be where, hey, I want to try that same philosophy, but it's not working, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he would say, okay, yeah, let's open it up. Let's get creative. Because I think there's some really good offensive minds on that staff that know how to draw up stuff in order for that to happen. They just don't feel like they have a guy at the quarterback position right now that's going to be able to do all that stuff. And remember, Hooker's 25 years old. Yeah. 
what, uh, by the way, I think it was nine six was a regular season. Oh, that's right. And, and then, then it was twenty one nothing. Yes, I think it was. was the, that's right. Yeah. The other game. It was I, that I, that year. Yeah, it was that year. But yeah, you know, you're de- you're right about that. And I think that the way offense has changed all around the country, there are very few schools doing what um, Michigan. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Of, uh, other teams that just pound the ball. There's not that many that just pound it. Florida is kind of one of them. They're they're very balanced in what they're doing, um, but they've got to get more creative. And I think um, I think down I think in the this is why I'm really curious to watch this last five games because I'm curious to see what they do and how much they got they get better. Do they make some offensive adjustments? Do they make again the defensive adjustments we've talked about? Play a little tighter. Play play more man. We'll see. If if it's exactly what we've seen through the first seven games, I'm not going to be very happy. I'm not going to be very impressed Agreed. with what they're doing. All right, need a break, so we'll knock that out, come back, and keep it rolling. You're listening to The Tailgate. Eight four. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Scattered shower should continue to press east as a cold front moves through our area. The cold front isn't necessarily going to change our temperatures too much, but it is certainly going to drop the humidity levels down just a little bit by Thursday and Friday. In the meantime, lows tonight fall into the upper 50s to near 60. We'll see highs tomorrow in the low and possibly even mid-80s with a bit more sunshine. We'll hold on to that sunshine through Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Bathard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. 
Arizona Cardinals are back-ish uh, as they beat the Saints. And then you had a moment where you had quarterback and coach yelling at each other. I thought it was embarrassing that Cliff Kingsbury allows that to happen. You got to be a coach. That, that's not the way you address me. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Man, we haven't even talked about the Texas A&M situation and how it just keeps getting worse and worse every day. Three players smoking weed in the locker room after the game. And they were probably th- – I've tried to think about what could you possibly be thinking. It probably was, I don't want to get on that plane with that unless I'm high, man. <laughs> so, uh, and then there's a bunch of players that are apparently going to get in the portal and this great recruiting class is evaporating in front of them and – They've got other guys that have been – they've got three offensive linemen out now with injuries. and Nothing is going right in College Station. But sometimes when you bring together all that talent, it doesn't – they don't always mesh. And, and Or it'll mesh perfectly. Yeah, and then you're Alabama. <laughs> no, or it'll mesh perfectly in two weeks when the Gators go there. Oh, yeah, they don't, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. And then we'll all be wondering what the hell happened. So, it'll be interesting. Well – like I've said before, there is not one game that I, I don't see Florida having the potential at least 50% chance to lose down the stretch. And there's not one game I don't think they can win yeah. down the stretch. Very except true. maybe this one. See what Greg's got. Hey, Greg, welcome. Hey, fellas. Enjoying the show. It's really good. And, uh, Pat, that m- Monday uh, when you did solo, you did an awesome show right after that LSU game. But, uh, hey, I have a question for you guys. And I know you know this, Jeff. Remember the money down? Yeah, you know, third down. Everybody does that. That came in with Coach Mack, didn't it? Correct. All right. I said get rid of it, nix it, man. Literally, remember Wilbur doing the chomp with his arms, trying to get the Gator band to do it before it was right on a huge third down play. I think it was USC, and I'll never forget that. And I'm this money thing doesn't work. Nobody's scared of that. And so I'm going to leave you with something, and let you. I'll listen. I'll figure about. Go back to doing Jaws. You can do loud music right until they, you know, break the huddle. And I'm sorry, but kids raving their hands, rubbing their fingers, will never be as intimidating as this. Never. <laughs> That's what they got to get back to. Yeah, I don't Love know the why show. they. Go Gators. Thank they, you. They kind of stayed with. Like there are things that don't work. Like when they did, I won't back down during basketball games. For about three games, they went. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it for the basketball on basketball games. But that, when I see that, it kind of takes harkens back to a a uh, to the Jeff Collins era of Florida football, which is not something I want to relive. Not that he wasn't a good defensive coach, but I just I go, what? what? Why are you still doing that? They're they're not doing that. That was back in the old days, and it didn't work then either. 
And it isn't working now. No, it's not. Here's what. Yeah, maybe they should actually go Scrooge McDuck and put out, bring out monocles. You know, That'd be point. good. Yeah. Cattleman, what's up? Hey guys, um, heard y'all arguing yesterday about the polls. I wanted to get, ask y'all a question, see if I could stir the pot a little bit on that. But first off, on the Texanian pot scandal, guys. Hey, I got some new breaking news. It's 2022, and dudes are going to smoke uh, pot. Yeah, but not in the locker room after a loss. You don't, uh, gonna, no, that's. Well, I, I, Pat, I'm not a. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying pot's legal in half the country, right? Not in the locker room. It's not. Are, are, that's, are, are, that is a. That is a sacred place. Hey, Pat, you're one of those Bernie Sanders dudes. You really going to play that card? You going to do get off my lawn next? Look, first of all, ass. Um, I never ass. said I was a Bernie Sanders guy. I've never voted for Bernie Sanders, and I don't know why you keep saying I'm for Bernie Sanders. Well, I mean, you don't be a hypocrite, do you? You don't be a big lefty and then get on people for smoking pot. I don't get on people for smoking pot. I get on people like for smoking are. pot in the locker room. Yeah, well, yeah there, there's matter. a difference. There's a huge difference. Okay. But just to uh, give you a little calling card there, I don't understand the conflict. I mean, it's 2022. I mean, it's legal now, guys. I'm not a big pot smoker, but it's legal. Is it legal in in South Carolina? It is. Okay. They weren't doing anything hey. against the law, but they were doing something against the team rules. <laughs> just, just be consistent, that's all I ever ask. Hey, one thing that's on Missouri, consistent. guys. Hey, one thing on Missouri, guys. Um, look at the crazy line. I've been in the figuring that Missouri's, you know, drink wits is done. Uh, last drink at the bar, but that's a four-point line. Why is Missouri only a four-point underdog? Uh, I, I'm trying to think who they play this week. Uh, South Carolina. Oh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah well, Carolina. I think a lot of it is because South Carolina is nothing special on offense. Um, Spencer Rattler still not very good. Uh, so that that has something to do with it. Uh, Missouri's got and Missouri's got a really good defense. Unfortunately for them, they don't have a good offense. Um, so I think that's it. Uh, that that would be the biggest reason I would say is that they expect a low scoring game and that uh, South Carolina find a way to win it. Well, South Carolina's ranked what twenty five this week. What do you say, Jeff? I just was I figured Missouri's in the tank, but they're a four point underdog on the road against a ranked team. And Vegas is usually right. There's obviously something there. And remember, Missouri did play Georgia really, really tough. So Missouri's not bad. I mean, they they were in it in the game against Florida too, but they just didn't have enough on offense. So I just think it's one of those when you look at the matchup and the way that they go about it and the way both of those teams play, that that's the way it, it should be. I don't. I still don't think South Carolina is very good. They got a good defense. And, and that's what I think. I, like, I would bet the under on that game because I don't think either I, one of those offenses is any good. Hey, guys, one thing on the polls. I heard y'all arguing about this yesterday. How many teams are getting first-place votes this week in the poll? Is it not Ohio State, Georgia, and Tennessee? I think that's correct. Yeah, that's it. How's the uh, committee, when they get in the smoke-filled rooms, going to sell it to America if they put somebody in the in the uh, playoff not, uh, not getting first-place votes if there's a team getting first-place votes? Well, it's still got to play out. Yeah, we got half the season. Yeah, exactly, Jeff. Good, good comment. Half the season to go. But, but it doesn't really to... matter. They don't. I mean, that's not a guy, even a guide for them. It's just uh... right, right. We don't. I don't care what if it's a guy. I'm talking about how they're going to sell it to America. If you got three teams getting first place votes and four teams not, we're talking about seven teams at this point. How do you leave a team out of the playoff getting first place votes? You can if it comes down to that. Yeah, I don't. You can, but I mean, it's. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I can't. I can't see how in the world that would ever happen. 
Well, uh, we, we all know no matter how good the SEC is, the SEC is not getting three teams. There's no scenario where Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama all get in, is there? Oh, yeah. So, so, I think it's so out somebody's, there. I think it's so there. Somebody's getting, so that means somebody's getting screwed for Michigan or TCU. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 but it's good good fun for the next six weeks to talk about, Pat. I'm not an ass, but you are. See ya. I'm not an ass. You're an ass when you keep saying something that's not true yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, so stop doing that. Yeah. But it, you, if Clemson's undefeated, then three SEC teams aren't in because Ohio State would then be undefeated or Michigan. Well, and that's the thing. That's, the only that's where way, the problem is. The only way the SEC's getting three teams in would be if, if Clemson lost. No, well, Alabama would have to beat Georgia, say, in the SEC championship, SEC championship game, and then Tennessee would go eleven and one, and they'd all be eleven and one. But you still have to have Clemson lose, probably Ohio State lose, right? Definitely TCU. I don't think TCU would. It'd be an argument TCU or Tennessee if it got down to that point. Um, but yeah, it would help a lot if if Ohio State. But it, then Michigan has to lose too. So. I don't know. It's I, I I'm not. I don't worry too much about it now. You no, because either either way, the team on the East, even if they lost the SEC championship game, should be in the playoff. Right. But if they because lo- no, they would be undefeated going into the game, either Tennessee or Georgia. Okay. And then they lost that game. They should still go to the playoff. But what what With if you loss. have unbeat? Oh, let's say Ohio State runs the table, right? Goes undefeated. Clemson runs the table and goes undefeated, right? And TCU TCU runs the table and goes undefeated. So you're saying that a, a one loss Georgia losing to Alabama in the title game should get in before those undefeated teams? Yes, that will be interesting. If right? It gets that's that what run. that's yeah. that's such a crazy scenario. But it, it it would be hard to fathom. You go the entire year through the SEC undefeated. And then let's just say you lose the SEC championship game by two to Alabama, and then you're not in the playoff. Like that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, but it, I mean it'll be fun to see what what the, how that all is going to translate. Mm-hmm. I I still think there's one major, huge, ginormous upset that's still to come yeah. that we're going to all go. Oh my God, I can't believe that. Maybe it's Penn State this weekend. Could be. But a lot of those with Ohio State, but probably not. All right, let's get a final break. We'll come back, get a few more phone calls to wrap up a Wednesday here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Meg Matthews. Tonight, Gator Volleyball will take on rival Auburn. The Gators are currently ranked number two in the SEC and looking to take over Auburn's number one spot. In hockey, the Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. After the Bolts' 4-2 loss last night against the LA Kings, they are looking to bring home a win. Tune in for live coverage of the game starting at 9.30 p.m. Tomorrow, Gators soccer will take on Texas A&M. This will be the first time since 2020 that these two will compete. Tune in for live coverage of the game starting at 5.50. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Meg Matthews. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The event you've been waiting for, International Diamond Center's biggest and final store-wide sale of the year is next weekend. November 4th, 5th, and 6th. Get extra savings store-wide. Guaranteed IDC lowest prices, plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all of the industry's top designers flying in with their entire collections. Everything's on sale. Plus way more diamonds to choose from. Lowest prices before the holidays. Not this week. Weekend next weekend, November 4th, 5th, and 6th at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Well, Jeff was thinking of moving to South Carolina, but now we, out. we had a caller who explained something to us, and we looked it up to um, it is not legal to smoke pot in. It's it's actually fully illegal. You can't even do it for medicinal purposes in South Carolina. So basically, those guys were breaking the law too. That they they were. were breaking the law, breaking the law. And if you're into that thing, I'll quickly go over the states that are fully legal in the for SEC. You. Alaska, you can move out there and have it. Arizona, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Maine. Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, Nevada. That makes sense. Out there in Vegas. New Jersey, fully legal. New Mexico, New York, Oregon, 
Rhode Island, there. Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. So if you were not on that state, we were in, when we were in LA, we saw a few of those stores. Yeah, that, that were just you know used. Have at it. Walk in, and get it. Walk out. How about that. Cool, man. Well, we didn't say uh, Georgia, so that probably ticks off our next caller. Jack yeah, joins well, us. George, well, Georgia just started selling beer uh, on Sunday about, <laughs> about five, six or seven years ago. Very true. Hey, Georgia's so backwoods, we get Monday night football on Wednesday. So, yeah, I, I love them <laughs> in the state. Yeah. I, I'm so depressed that my team's not good this year that I'm not down in Fernandina Beach talking about how great I used to be 40 years ago. So, That's yeah, right. it's, uh, it's really it's depressing, but I'll be down there next year. Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, what the cattleman said, I guess the line at Missouri, because, you know, Missouri's such a small stadium, small place to go. I mean, I don't know if anybody would get fired up to play uh, – Missouri, maybe besides Missouri State, Missouri State, or somebody like that. And uh, yeah, I do think as being a former player, I think um, smoking pot is not not something to do, even though it is a cultural thing with certain people. I think it's illegal to do. And I again, if it's illegal, yeah, you're not supposed to do it. Uh, my well, yeah, but me, I mean, you, uh, no matter if it is, if let's say South Carolina was a state that allowed it. Or you just say they had medicinal cards, you know, for right, anxiety. Right. The bottom line is it's you don't right. smoke it in a in a in a locker room. You just don't do that. Yeah. And again, I, again, I, again, beer's legal. I don't think you should be drinking beer after a college football game in, in the locker room either. So again, not I agree if you're with 18, that. which I think all those guys were below age well, too. So yeah, well, that. But you know, and my thing too on the uh, on the Final Four with college football, the playoff is. I, you know, Jeff, I agree with what you're saying about a 11-1 Tennessee or 11-1 Georgia, 11-1 Alabama. I, I, but my, my thinking is with TCU and Ohio State and Clemson, I think the rest of the country is kind of tired of seeing SEC. Uh, and the SEC have two teams, and I would think they would blister to get three other teams in from other parts of the country into the, into the playoff game. Yeah, but remember, it is the committee, so I don't know if the people across the country yeah. are even. It's not matter. like yeah, it's so not like it's up for a vote. Yeah, they're yeah. going to do their research, yeah. but it's just. But wouldn't that like let's just say it, it was the Gators in that scenario? You you go through the entire year, and you go undefeated, and you lose the SEC championship game by two points just because three other teams are undefeated, and they played a lot crappier competition throughout the year. That well, shouldn't mean that you don't deserve to go. 2009. Well, uh, I mean, if they had had a 14 playoff. Well, Cincinnati went last year. Yeah. Cincinnati went last year. And, I mean, their schedule wasn't equal to an SEC schedule. But they were undefeated. So, Scott, yes, they were undefeated. But like, like, like I said, but, I mean, it would be difficult if a Big 12 champion, an ACC champion, and a, and, a, and a big big 14, big 20, whatever they are now, uh, Urban's old conference, uh, if, they, if, if Ohio State goes undefeated too, I just think it's you've got – you get a couple teams that won championships, and it's yeah. going to be very difficult to get an extra team in there. Is what I'm saying. I agree, I get, but I, I get your, I understand your logic, though. I, I and I agree with your logic. And but I, yeah. I, I will, are you guys, are you guys on on Friday? Are y'all off, or what are y'all doing? Uh, off on Friday. I'll be heading over there. All right, well, I'll call, I'll call you guys tomorrow. Yeah, Pat, the cattleman, you almost had him on the push button, man. Was the thumb, was the thumb getting close to? Clicking him off. It's it's on the push button when he calls. As soon as he calls, <laughs> as soon as I see that he's the next caller, yeah, yeah. I've already you know, gotten I, calls to ban him, but um, Jeff won't let me. Uh, you know, Jeff's got it. You know, Jeff's a good guy till you piss him off. He, yeah. He's a good guy. That's right. We're just we're just ordinary old guys. Go Gators. Talk to you tomorrow, man. All right, Jack. Thank you. 
sneak in uh, Alex before we say goodbye. Hey, Alex, you got a couple minutes. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, so, uh, Pat, I, I was uh, listening to your old, not old friend, but new, uh, your friend, uh, Mike Bianchi, this morning, and he had a poll question today about who is the nicest coach in Florida. And uh, he was basically saying, well, Mike Novell is joining us on the show today, and that makes him the nicest coach because Billy Napier, he goes, do you think Billy Napier would come on here and make time for us? I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Well, basically, Mike is screaming up in Tallahassee now. And I'm like, well, that's of course why he's going on the air. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if I could, so Mike doesn't take callers, but if I could, I would call in and say, we have Pat Dooley. What do you need? That's all we need. <laughs> well, and Mike would not like that. But no, you don't hear what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, look, a lot of coaches have different perspectives on on doing the media. And uh, uh, Billy is kind of doing what he is required to do, much like almost every coach at the University of Florida has done. They do what they're required to do and not a second more, not a you know an interview exactly. more. Um, some coaches, and again, when you're Mike Dorvell and you're trying to get a class together and, which, and you've had trouble and, uh, obviously he's going to be a little bit more open to those kind of things. Um, some coaches do that. Some coaches believe in that. Some coaches, you, you, every week you, you hear like Brett Bielema will be on a local rate or a radio show, uh, one of those national call, you know, radio talk shows, um, College right. football talk shows, guys like that, they they like to do it. They like to hear their own voices. Billy's, I think, very humble guy and doesn't doesn't want. But at some point, you do have to kind of make sure that your your message is out there. Now, when you're Billy, you've already got a, a Monday show you have to do. You're doing interviews Monday where the guys get a lot of chance to talk to you. They get you talk to them again on Wednesday. You do the conference call on Wednesday with the SEC. I mean, I'm sure he feels like he's given us enough. That is. But he's not giving Mike Bianchi diddly-poo. Alex, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Billy Napier will actually be talking in 45 seconds. Skater Talk is tonight. It is tonight, yeah. So uh, we'll go right to that. You can listen to that and Sean Kelly. And they will have a special guest after the first 30 minutes. So tune in here on WRUF, and we'll come and wrap up the week tomorrow. Tell you all the things the Gators are going to do to – Kick them dogs' ass, right? I, I want to hear what those are. <laughs> For Kate, producing today, appreciate her efforts. And Pat Dooley, I'm Jeff Cardozo. See you. See you. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1.